Hello. You are about to travel through the sixth dimension. In its fullness exists cinema entertainment that creates many forms, all while maintaining the same purpose, to tell and explore magnificent stories of the burden of existence. This is a dimension of imagination. Your hosts, Adam and Bailey, will do their best to guide you through vast perspectives in cinema that create new dimensions for all to admire. Welcome to AB Cinema. Hello, everyone. It is Friday, April 8th. Uh, it's the weekend, so we have that to look forward to, TGIF. Last night, my wife and I saw Ambulance together, and uh, my review is basically, if you've seen a Michael Bay movie before, you know what you're in for. Don't think too hard. Just go to watch things explode. And um, also on today's podcast, we have Dan with us, named Dan Harris. Bailey won't be able to pod with us today because he is currently with his wife celebrating her graduation. Again, congratulations to her. But uh, Dan, say hello to the people. Hello, people. This is AD Cinema. Thank you for letting me come admire your dimensions in movies and cinema. Dan is uh, very interested in cinema. When I first met Dan, uh, he was looking forward to watching The Guardians of the Galaxy because he's a big Marvel head. And I was really looking forward to Matt Reeves' uh, War Rise of the, of the Planet, Planet of the Apes. Oh, it yeah. was the second one, whichever's okay. the second. Yeah, then it was probably Rise of the Planet of the Apes. And, you know, I don't know why I'm thinking about it. I don't know why I was so excited for that. It's a great movie, don't get me wrong. But I don't think I've revisited them, you know? I don't think I actually ever got to, around to seeing it. Oh, you got to see them, man. They're, uh, Matt Reeves' projects before the Batman. They're great. No, I, I really like the first one. And then I just never saw two and three. Gonna have to add them to my watch list. Yeah, they're pretty good. But Dan, uh, fill us in a little bit. What is is there anything that you've watched recently? Well, first off, do you have any thoughts on Michael Bay and Ambulance? Uh, I mean, I haven't seen it. My thoughts with Michael Bay are like, I don't personally enjoy his films that much, but I kind of respect that he just has a style and he just like runs with it. Yeah. Like some people I think just will lazily write a movie and you can tell he's at least having fun as he makes these movies. And even if they're kind of like, turn off your brain, watch things explode. Like, I don't know. It's what, you know what you're getting yourself into. I don't know. Kind of like how I really enjoy like Edgar Wright films. Um, and Edgar Wright has his own dedicated style. So I don't know. I just like directors that have something that they're really good at. And they have, they, just, they have their niche. Yeah. They have their niche and they just try to perfect that. They don't try to, uh, I don't know, go too crazy with uh, something that's out of their, creative comfort zone and i'm not gonna lie i feel like this is a big this is a big first for michael bay he has a bunch of drone shots in this movie i'm excited for the future of drones in cinema uh michael bay may have abused it a little bit in this movie but again it was it was all in good fun um and then dan other than that is there anything that you've watched recently i mean i know you've listened to the podcast anything that you've watched recently that you you know just really want to get off your chest that you really liked uh I mean, the last movie I saw that I really liked was The Batman. I thought it was tons of fun, um, which I, I got a little bit of pushback from some friends saying like, oh, it was so dark and serious. But like, I just I love when like the score is blasting and it's like super dramatic and he's slow walking and the boots are landing on beat and he's like beating the crowd. Like, it's just it's fun. That's fun to me. Just like puts a big stupid grin on my face. Um, but the last movie I did see was Uncharted. Uh, I really like the games and 
thought the movie might be an okay adaptation. Oh, my expectations were low and it's about where the movie fell. It's like fine. <laughs> it's fine. It could have been worse. Definitely could have been a lot better, but I don't know. No, I agree. I don't think we talked about Uncharted on the pod. Um, you know, do you think, do you think Toby, well, do you, not Toby, oh, I wish Tom Holland. Yeah. Do you think Tom Holland will make a franchise out of this or do you think this is a one and done kind of deal? No, it's, it's overperformed. Sony had like, I think moderate expectations for it and like overseas, it's like cleaning up. So they've already announced it's going to be a franchise. They have a post credit scene that's actually probably better than like 80% of the rest of the movie. <laughs> so I am, it piqued my interest enough that I'm interested enough. I'd see a second one. Um, Yeah, that's fine. And then looking forward, is there anything that you're really looking forward to next? Like, what's your next big movie that you want to see? Multiverse of Madness, baby. I'm oh, so stoked. You have to I gotta, gonna wait all the way till May to see a good movie? Uh, I mean, I might go see Fantastic Beasts, but I'm kind of just, like, lukewarm about it. Like, there's other movies I'll probably see, but the one that's, like, I woke up at 7 a.m. to get my ticket for that as soon as they dropped, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. They released a TV spot the other day that's actually pretty sweet. Yeah. Did did you see that one? It dropped today, I think, didn't it? Or yesterday? Uh, I, It's like 30 seconds long. I think I've seen it. Yeah, it's nuts. But um, so everybody, welcome to Dan. Dan, welcome to everybody. And so from there, we'll just hop on into the news then. First up on our, on our memo here, we have Severance Season 2 was announced by Apple TV. And I could not be more excited. Dan, you said you haven't seen this one, right? Haven't seen it yet. I'm going to get around to it. As oh, soon damn. as I can. It is so good. It is by it is so good. And it's it's just I, I have no other way to explain it other than the fact that it's just so good. And the fact that they announced season two, because the whole thing is like you don't know it's a mystery, you don't know how it's gonna end, and all these things. And I think my wife was so ecstatic bec- that there's a season two because originally she was like, if Bye. this ends on a cliffhanger and there's not a season two, I'm not going to finish the show and just be left with that. But now there's a season two, so I'll get around to watching it. And if you haven't started watching Severance and you and you have Apple TV, you know, Dan, uh, go watch it. It is so good. I actually have Apple TV by mistake because I got it to watch Ted Lasso and I just have forgotten to cancel it since. Yeah, well, It's I been mean... like two months since I've watched anything on it. <laughs> no, t- and... Ted Lasso's worth it too. It's so oh, good. Ted Lasso's phenomenal. All right, so check out, check it out. Severance on Apple TV. Watch Ted Lasso. Watch the After Party. There's a whole bunch of good pro- programming on Apple TV. It's kind of like I feel like they do really. I've said this before. I feel like they do really bad with their advertising, but they have some. They have some gems on their service. Uh, next up, we have news about the Mr. and Mrs. Smith TV show, which is a remake adaptation of the Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie movie and it will be a show on Amazon Prime and last year it was supposed to star Donald Glover and Phoebe Waller-Bridges Donald Glover of course is Childish Gambino he's on Atlanta he's um community community yeah he had he's going to star as Mr. Smith and last year it was Mrs. Smith was supposed to be Phoebe Waller-Bridges who is I believe writer on Flea writer and actress on Fleabag and they've announced that they're going to bring on Maya Erskine, 
who has starred in Bob's Burgers. She's on HBO's Insecure. She's on the Obi- upcoming she's on the upcoming Obi Wan Kenobi show on Disney Plus, and she's also a writer producer writer actress on Pen Fifteen on Hulu. And I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I feel like it's way too early to call at this stage. We haven't seen anything about this show. I've heard. I haven't watched Pen Fifteen. I've heard it's written and acted beautifully and hilariously. I've seen a few episodes. Oh, it's really? pretty darn funny, yeah. It's a show that my, my wife's interested in, and I've watched episodes over her shoulder. It's pretty darn funny. More than I'd expect it to be. I heard the premise is like, how is this how did this get greenlit? But it's it's funny. Yeah, and it's and I guess another thing that's funny is that she everyone around them is obviously, you know, or like attempting to be very high school in appearance. And Maya Erskine and her and her other actress with her basically just are not appear like that at all and that's part of the gag you know yeah but i'm game i'm i'm usually on board for anything after you know with my recent atlanta kick i'm really on board for anything donald glover does uh i don't know anything about this show i just know he'll be in it and you know pen 15 writer is on it with it as well so i'm really interested to see where this goes other than that i'm I'm not sure what to say dan do you have any thoughts on this one that's gonna be on Amazon, yeah. Yes, on Amazon Prime. Okay. Have you seen the uh, original Mister and Mrs. Smith with Brad Pitt and AJ? That's one that I have not watched. I remember it being big when I was younger. No, yeah, same. Um, I remember my parents enjoying it. I intend to watch it sometime, but I don't. I think the premise is like two spies that are married trying to like have missions against each other or something, yeah. Yeah, they're like spies, and at some point, their agencies put out a hit on their spouse. And so, you know, they fight, they make love, they do all the things that a spy, a married spy couple would do. I think it'll be lots of fun. Yeah, I agree. And then our last bit of news that we have is Misha Collins will be starring as Two-Face in the CW Gotham Knights series. If If you're not familiar with who Misha Collins is... If you've seen Supernatural, he plays Castiel. And for me, that's probably the biggest thing that I've seen him in. I don't know what else he's in. I know he was on a podcast my wife listened to. It was a Stephen King podcast about some murder. and it was a mur- I don't know. You know, it's one of those podcasts. But he's a voice on that. And I'm not entirely too sure about this CW Gotham Knight series. Do you know anything about that, Dan? No, I, uh, I haven't really watched any of the CW series. I watched like the first two episodes of Arrow. And didn't really grab my attention. Didn't pull me in. And I haven't watched any Supernatural either. If it wasn't 15 seasons long, I might give it a chance. But <laughs> I don't have... I've got too many other shows that I want to watch that are coming out. I don't have time for 15 seasons. But I know a lot of... I have a lot of friends that really enjoyed it. Yeah, I watched Supernatural for one season when they were doing all the urban legend takedowns, you know the the bloody mary when and when every episode was an isolated you know story and then at some point it's like this wide open battle between heaven and hell and the whole season became this super long soap opera with the winchester brothers and i just couldn't do it anymore after that yeah that's when i that's when i officially was like and i can find something else to watch right now and you're right there's 15 seasons and that's too much for me i, I don't know how it's not for everybody Now we're going to move on, talk about the latest episode of Moon Knight. It came out on Wednesday, and... I saw Moon Knight right after I bought my Multiverse of Madness tickets. It was like, it's 7 a.m. and I'm already up, so 
It's, I'll watch it before work. Yeah. Episode two was released, and it was called "Summon the Suit." So, Dan, you saw this. You saw this when it came out as well, right? Yeah. And uh, so, what are your initial thoughts about episode two? I I'm liking the pacing of Moon Knight so far. First episode just kind of gave us some groundwork for the character, introduced the bad guy, kind of gave us an insight into like, uh, what's his name, Stephen Grant's like mental problems. In the second episode, they're kind of establishing what the end goal of the series is going to be. So, uh, you know, some spoilers. Um, so we now know the bad guy is going to try to resurrect the the goddess that he worships, and it's going to be Moon Knight's job to stop him. And I think the biggest issue that uh, the Disney Plus Marvel shows have had have been pacing. They are really inconsistent where there's a lot happening in some episodes. And then there's kind of just a filler episode. And then they really rush the ending to wrap things up. And it feels it's just like it's whiplash. Um, So I think this one's current trajectory is like it could be my favorite or second favorite Marvel show if they can be consistent and they can uh they can kind of keep it contained. Yeah, I mean his contract ends at the end of the show. So, who knows what that means? But and and so yeah, you're right. Um what's his name? Ethan Hawke's character, Arthur Harrow. He is moon working for the god Amit, you find out. And Amit is very much punish everyone, you know. Yeah. For stuff they've done or stuff they will do very minority report, you know. It feels a like a, a rehash a little bit of Winter Soldier with like the alg uh what's his algorithm? The oh, German like scientist a, algorithm. Yeah. That was gonna calculate every potentially dangerous person. So I'm hoping they take some steps to uh kind of branch off so it feels less of the same. Mm-hmm. No, I and I I mean this episode was so I think one of my issues with the first episode was the CGI. Do you feel like the CGI in this episode was as bad? Uh, not as bad. CJ in the first episode was, but it was so <laughs> gross. I felt like this one you could, if you looked close enough, you could tell it was bad. But I felt like it blended a lot better. Yeah, the suit to me still looks. Um, it's like there's something about the the glowing eyes, and maybe they're going for like a very otherworldly feel. But it looks, it doesn't look good to me. It looks very touched up, and uh, I don't know. There's something that just doesn't look good about it. It's almost, it's, they're too bright. I don't know how to describe it. This, I can't tell if he's wearing, I th- assume it's a CGI suit like they do with like Spider-Man and stuff. Um, it's not like an actual suit, but I think the suit could look better. Yeah. I, I, something about it too, to me, it, it doesn't look like it's too real. And I feel like kind of the way he walks in it is kind of weird, you know, but, yeah. but I don't know. And then something, so something's funny is again we're getting the spoilers for this episode when my wife and I were watching it two things one is that scene if you've yet to see morbius there's a scene in this episode that is very similar to a scene in morbius it's almost a very lights outish and my wife was watching it and she was like this is like straight up from morbius and the same unlike the exact same thing happened and then the other thing is is that he goes so he finds uh his storage locker you know yeah, And I told my wife, if there's a storage locker, there's three things in it. A gun, passports, and money. <laughs> it's Guaranteed. the born identity all over again. Yeah, and he went through and pulled out all of these things. I said, it's just, 
it's the trope, you know? If there is a locker that somebody doesn't know about and they open it, it has gun, passports, and money. And I feel like that will be my precedent going forward for anything ever that I watch. Like, I could bet money. Uh, I do like... I do like how they do the action in it. It doesn't feel as CGI heavy. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, he's fighting like CGI jackal dogs. That thing was CGI. Um, I thought that was real. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> no, but it it doesn't feel as much like a spectacle, like a yeah. you know, lasers are colliding or everything feels weightless, like it did at, in the end of Black Panther. That fight where they're just like flipping all over the place and gravity's not real. Yeah. Um, so they've they've alleviated that a little bit and i also liked in episode one how he would just totally black out and then he'd wake up driving backwards i thought that was uh a fun way to make it different but also you know keep some mystery to it but show that he's uh a capable hero yeah or anti-hero or anti-hero depending on how you view it so here's something else that i just that i was discussing was i feel like this was a real chance for Marvel to kind of break their mold, you know? Like, yeah. I think of WandaVision. When WandaVision premiered, and every episode of WandaVision, it was so strange and unique, and it really was carving its own its own thing, and then, you know, eventually, the, you know, the third act of that show, or in the under, the subplot, or, you know, the plot underneath it all, um, you know, very moves in a Marvel manner, but the episodes themselves and the way they were structured were so were so unique. And I was hoping that Moon Knight could accomplish that as well. And so far, I feel like they kind of are, or they kind of have been, but again, they still suffer from the Marvel touch. Like, yeah, my issue with the first episode was I felt like Stephen Grant never came out of it and was like actually afraid. Like I think of like, again, I think of memento where he'll forget something in the next scene, you come back and he doesn't remember anything that's happened. And I felt really bad for him, you know? And it's like, whenever he came out in the first episode, it was just always very comical and never, it's like, he never took it seriously. I feel like this episode, he started taking things a little bit more seriously, but you know, it's still very like lighthearted to some degree. And I feel like there's, there's a lot of depth to Steven and you got to see more of that in this episode and I'm and I'm interested to see how they explore that as well. Yeah, I really hope that this show just goes off the rails. Um, I've got a lot hinged on Multiverse of Madness. If it like really doesn't deviate from the formula too much and plays it safe, I think my interest in future Marvel projects is going to wane pretty significantly. Because um, like I loved the first like what is it like seven eight episodes of wandavision where it was like this is super weird we don't know what's happening there are these you can pick apart you know patterns that are happening in each episode um but as soon as you flip to like the outside the bubble world um where it's like the agents and sword it, those episodes just felt dry in comparison yeah so i'm hoping that um they've learned i think a lot of the show's uh, that they put out prior to this have been rewritten and had to do reshoots because continuity really got thrown out of whack with COVID movies got pushed and certain films that were supposed to come out before other films were now coming out after. So I think that they had to do, they had to scramble a little bit to make it work. And that is in part why uh, a lot of the TV shows have uh, some pacing issues and 
inconsistent writing is they've kind of had to think on their feet. And I'm hoping now we're past that and they can, when they write a series, they have everything meticulously planned and it's going to be exactly how they want it to be. Yeah. And like, just, you know, going back to it, how did you feel about, um, getting to know Layla Stevens or Mark's wife? Because if you're not familiar, Steven in, in Moon Knight, there are two characters, both played by Oscar Isaac, both in the same body. He has one ego that is Stephen Grant, who works as a museum uh, gift shop salesman, basically. And then we have Mark Spector, who we come to find out is, to some degree, a hitman. Um, I'm not entirely too sure on his identity just yet. He's and a their mercenary. Past. Okay, yeah. he's a mercenary. And even even that, like, I'm not too sh- like I don't know something. So something that I was talking with. Uh, my wife Britton about was how do you feel about like Steven's lack of awareness that there's two questions I have, I guess one is how long have they been in the same body? The other is if it is a long time, how is this the, how, how is this the first that Steven knows about it? And if it's not a long time, you know how long, like that, Maybe we'll get to know more about that, but I'm curious to know, like, I feel like at some point you would have noticed something like that was wrong with you, you know? They've, he's, there's some hints in this one um, where he talks about how it's when he's talking to himself in the mirror or he's talking to his other personality and Mark is in the mirror talking to Steven. He says that before they were able to keep things more separate and that's like breaking. Um, And I think it has to do with him being, the uh, uh, avatar of that Egyptian god whose name escapes me. Conchu. Yeah. Bless um, you. So I th- thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we'll get answers. That's the show right now really teeters on like, it could get really good and it could also like just blow it. Um, yeah. It really hasn't, it's, it's showing signs that it's going to be good, but I'm hoping that it doesn't, lose its footing and just be safe and uninteresting and predictable. Yeah. Is there anything in this episode that you really like that stood out to you that we haven't covered yet? Maybe. Uh, I still think that like Steven's kind of fish out of water hasn't worn off its welcome yet. It's kind of getting there. If they do it again in episode three, I think it's going to get old, but I think like I'm enjoying the pacing and how they're, they're building up to things and they're they're feeding you some clues um and it hasn't i have listened to a part that's made me cringe just because like exposition has been so bad <laughs> you know they, there hasn't been like such a massive info dump that feels uh like no real person would talk like this that uh i, I like that yeah i feel like there's a lot of that in other series where there's there's just huge exposition dumps where you're like, no one would actually say that. That's this doesn't feel like a human conversation. It feels like we have to. It's it's a check box that we have to, to cross off to for the audience so they know what's happening. Yeah, and um, I don't know. I, I to some degree, I really I also did like the conflict more so that Mark and Stephen had against each other in this episode. Like you know, last time he was very fish. You were right. Last time, last episode, he was very fish out of water. And this episode, he was more aware and more knowing. And just the idea that he was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to allow this to happen to me. That was interesting. And then when it did happen, you know, 
is yeah. at the very end of the episode, it was almost very sad. And I feel like that's kind of what, you know, I, I wished for from the series. And I feel like I got a taste of it this episode. I'm like, see, those are really good moments. No. And I think, uh, I think a lot of those, um, sadder, I guess more real moments will come later when they've had time to build. Cause it really doesn't work when they try to make you sad, like right out of the gate. Um, so I think letting it kind of letting the audience know each personality and kind of letting it build will will pay off. That's I'm hoping it pays off. They like they could blow it and there's no payoff. Yeah, but I mean, everyone's saying that so far it's pretty good. Uh, is there anything? I, I know we already went over this. Is there anything that you didn't like about this episode? Maybe. Um. This that this I can't say there's anything I dislike. I can think of a lot of things that I might dislike about it in the future if other episodes don't work with what they don't pan out. Down. Yeah. Like Layla is kind of a flat character right now. I think she could be really interesting. Um, I hope that she is interesting, but if she doesn't really have anything to do for the rest of the series, then this whole subplot they've got going with him having a wife that he doesn't know is gonna, you know, die on the vine and feel just like they didn't have ideas. And you know, now that we're talking about that, that's another thing that I was thinking about is like, how does she get married to Mark Spector and where is Steven for that amount of time? Uh, I think my hypothesis is that Steven is a relatively new personality. Um, I don't know why, what caused him to emerge, but I expect we'll get answers in the next four episodes. Because, and, and yeah, because that's what I really wonder is because Steven at some point says, you've been that parasite eating off me, chipping off little bits of my life. And I feel like Steven, and I could be wrong, I felt like in subpart, Steven had made reference to like his mother and, and, you know, not knowing her and growing up and all of these things. And then you find out Mark has also been with him during those times. And so I just like, you know, wonder when, I don't know. I have so many questions and I feel like they're not pre- they're not being presented to me in a way, to me personally, I feel like that being presented to me in a way where I'm like, oh, they're going to explain this. Or like, oh, I wonder what's going on. Like my perfect example is severance. Severance every episode is something that happens. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what just happened? And I like think about it. But in this episode, I'm more frustrated because I feel like they keep saying things. But I'm not getting, I'm not hearing, I'm hearing too little. How do I say this? I'm hearing too much and too little at the same time. Yeah, you can't. I know what you're saying. You can't really predict what's going to happen because they could throw, they could introduce a whole new system that uh, you can't, you know, you couldn't have anticipated. Like with the, there are lots of shows that they kind of lay the ground rules on. This is how the world works. And uh, you can kind of piece together what might happen based off of clues. And with this one, it's like, I don't know how Conchu interacts with Mark Spector. I don't really know how the avatar gig works yet. So maybe him being the avatar broke his brain and that's why he has so many personalities, you know, yeah. or, or, uh, you know, there, there's a whole lot of interactions that we don't really know how they work yet because they haven't explained it to us. So you can't really call, you can't predict where it's going when you don't know how it's functioning. Yeah. And as for the avatar thing, I think what happens is that, um, you know, you live your full life and then you die and then you're reincarnated as a new one. And then, you know, from a different nation, maybe the fire, maybe the water. And then you, <laughs> this is a different show, by the way. But um, I caught. 
Thanks for thanks for picking up on that, Dan. <laughs> but yeah, so those are our reactions to Moon Knight. I'm sure Bailey is over there punching his AirPods somewhere because he. I'm sure he loves this episode, and and you know, I'm sure he also has his opinions on it, and so I'll ask him about it again the next week. But Dan, is there anything else you want to say about this episode of Moon Knight, or are you just are you just looking forward to episode three? Uh. I think before I can have a real opinion on it, I need to see more because it's they could make it good. These episodes rewatching them could be a lot better. And I think the best shows are like that, where when you rewatch them, the earlier episodes are stronger because you know what they build into and you can pick out the clues better. Yeah. Well, Moon Knight episode three will come out next Wednesday. We're looking forward to that this weekend. Atlanta came out last night. The season finale of Severance came out last night as well. Halo 3, the third episode of Halo, came out this last week. Dan, do you watch Halo? Uh, I don't. Yeah. I even have Paramount Plus. I just haven't (laughs) haven't watched it. I'm going to be honest. The only thing I use it for is Survivor. One of my old college (laughs) roommates got me hooked on Survivor during the pandemic. Are we going to have a Survivor pod? Dude, there's an episode that came out yesterday I still haven't watched. Um, <laughs> but yeah, my roommate from college got me hooked on it during the pandemic and then gave us his login. Uh, yeah. So that's really all I've used it for. I think there's one other movie that was on there that we, we watched. But yeah, I don't, haven't watched Halo. Yeah, don't worry. I, I, have, I have a little bit of hope for it so far. Not super good. But episode three ends and I'm kind of hoping that it'll spin into a story that fans are familiar with and also that like we hope to be adapted well. Yeah. I've heard it's a lot like the Mandalorian, which just makes me question if, if they know their target audience, I feel like so many people or so many uh, studios will make a movie or a show that uh, they don't, they're not pandering to the right people. You're right. You're absolutely right. So Halo also came out, um, and go check out some movies in theaters. Sauna came out. Again, I just saw Ambulance. Maybe get tickets to see Doctor Strange. And tomorrow I'm going to see Everything Everywhere All at Once. Expect me to talk about it on Monday with Bailey. And I look forward to hearing if you guys have any questions or comments or concerns. Uh, you can always reach out to us through email at abcinemapod at gmail.com. And our Twitter, which is at abcinemapodcast. We hope you guys all have a great weekend. We hope to hear from you soon. And as always, remember to keep watching movies. Bye.